You're listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast, episode number two. Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you want increased productivity, profitability, and a better quality of life, this show is for you. And now your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel. Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I'm so excited about our show today. Uh, If you haven't joined already, please join our free Facebook group. It's called the Efficiency Now Network, and you can also follow the Efficiency Institute at efficiencyinstitute.com. And for other information, you can check out my other website, which is DrEvelynTeakSamuel.com. So I am really excited about today's uh, show. We have a very, very uh, exciting guest on the show, uh, Dr. Darwin Hayes. Uh, Dr. Darwin Hayes and I go way back, uh, way, way back. So back in the day in dental school, we met at one of the conventions many years ago. Uh, And so Dr. Hayes is going to be dropping some pearls of wisdom for us today. He is the new dentist coach, and so he has a lot of information. So you're going to want to tune into this episode because it's going to be really good. So before we get started, I'm just going to read a little bit about Dr. Hayes, and then we'll jump in into your interview. Sounds good? All right. So Dr. Darwin K. Hayes is the lead co-director of the General Practice Residency Program at Bronx Care Health System, formerly Bronx Lebanon Hospital Center in the Bronx, New York, the second largest GPR program in the US. He is part of an institution and dental department that has trained over 700 new dentists in the areas of general and hospital dentistry, pediatric dentistry and orthodontics in the past 28 years. Additionally, he serves as chair of the administration board for the ADEA Council of Hospitals and advanced education programs. Prior to these appointments, Dr. Hayes served four years in active duty service in the Air Force as an advanced clinical dentist. He held the role role as a lead dentist in a corporate dentistry entity and owner-founder of his practice, the Center for Smile Dentistry in Burbank, California. Dr. Hayes is a CODA site visitor and success program speaker with the ADA, teaching dental students and residents about life after school and residency. He serves as co-chair of the New Dentist Conference Committee within the National Dental Association He is an active member of the American Dental Association, New Jersey Dental Association, the Mercer County Dental Society, the National Dental Association, and the Greater New York Metropolitan Dental Society. He was awarded fellow status with the Academy of General Dentistry in 2003. He is a proud graduate of the University of Maryland School of Dentistry and the GPR program at Bronx Lebanon Hospital. In 2014, he received his certificate in dental education from the University of the Pacific's Bernard School of Education and Dugani School of Dentistry. 
2017, he completed the two-year executive master's program in healthcare administration from George Washington University's Milken Institute School of Public Health. Dr. Hayes practices part-time both in a small private practice in Trenton, New Jersey with his uncle and in the faculty practice within the residency program. On his days off, you'll find him on social media communicating to and helping new dentists and documenting, and documenting his daily adventures as a coach, mentor to new dentists, and as a dad to his son, Donovan. Dr. Hayes can be reached at newdentistcoach at gmail.com. Welcome to the show, Dr. Darwin. Wow, that was a wow. I had to recap. I wasn't, I didn't realize I had done so much in these last uh, two years. No, absolutely. Just... Absolutely. Very impressive. Very impressive. So um, I know you have a lot of information to share with the listeners. And I just can't wait to dive deep into this uh, interview so that we can get some of those pearls of wisdoms, uh, wisdom out to the listeners. So before we get really started, I just want you to kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey. What led you into dentistry? How, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, <clears throat> I was, uh, actually, I was born in Saudi Arabia, Dahran, Saudi Arabia. My parents were, my dad was a dental technician who actually took an opportunity overseas and uh, my mom was a teacher. She taught at Dahran Academy in Saudi Arabia. So I was born there, was maybe there for maybe about six or seven months. Don't remember a lot. Uh, actually don't remember anything. Came over to the States after that and came back to my parents' home state of New Jersey. Uh, growing up, I was very artistic, very athletic and artistic. And actually, even though I had a dad who was a dental technician and I had an uncle who was a dentist, my mom's brother, I, I decided to pursue something a little bit more creative and artistic, which was architecture. Hmm. My undergrad degree from the University of Maryland, I'm sorry, from the University of uh, Virginia is uh, a bachelor's in architecture. And I actually worked in the D.C. area for about three or four years doing uh, project management project as a project engineer and project manager on uh, a couple of big con construction companies that are uh, still in existence right now in, in, in DC did that for about three or four years. And then I had a career change. I was actually at a family reunion and my uncle who's the dentist was a guest speaker. And it was just something very, very moving about, what he was talking about to all of us at the, at the reunion. And he kept mentioning family and, and how good it was and how great it was to actually be able to interact and see a lot of cousins and, and aunts and uncles that he hadn't seen maybe in 20 years, if not, long, of, uh, not longer. And uh, he, he's always been a, uh, a father, big brother, as, in addition to being an uncle, but a, a, a very, magnetizing figure to, uh, growing up for me. So I kept hearing this thing about family, family, family. And I was actually working at the time in a family business. Both of the firms that I was working in were, were family businesses at some, at some, to some extent. And uh, it just clicked. It just hit me. Wow. Family, family business. Yeah, I could become a dentist, work with my uncle, who I love, 
and keep on continuing the tradition of a family business and keep the family business, you know, kind of kind of moving. So I asked him, asked him what he thought, uh, what he thought about my idea. He was like, "Oh yeah, that would be easy for you. You're ready, you know. You're already uh, you're you're artistic, you're creative. You got good hand-eye coordination. You just have to, um, you know, wait, get buckled down on your sciences, some of which you've already taken. You should be a shoe in." So while I was working in DC, working 40, 50 hours a week, I, I went back to school at night, took some classes um, while I was working for some of the prerequisites, uh, got into University of Maryland, which was my first choice. And I just happened to have a couple of classmates from undergrad that were in dental school at the time. And uh, applied, got in and the rest is history. Oh my goodness, that's that's such a that's such an interesting story. I mean, you you, you kind of had it in your blood from the beginning. There you go. It's very interesting, artistic. Your your dad was a dental technician, and in a roundabout way, you ended up in dentistry, even though that wasn't your first career choice. Wow, that's amazing. So you said you you it was in the family. Your uncle, uh, you you did your architectural undergrad program, and then you got into dental school. Is your uncle in the D.C. metropolitan area where you were working, or no, no, he he was in New Jersey. He's been practicing here in New Jersey for uh, probably close to almost forty years. Oh wow! And do you practice with him now as well? Part-time, yeah. part you know, yeah, weekends uh, before I started working and went back to my, uh, to the hospital where I did my GPR training. Prior to that, I was working with him a little bit part-time and try to do, you know, do the same currently now. But most of, I would say 90% of my time is dedicated, if not more, dedicated to uh, running the GPR program uh, in New York. Okay. Wow. So, so let me ask you this. So you were in uh, architecture first and then you went into dentistry. Is dentistry what you expected it to be? Um, it is and it, and, and it isn't, right? Primarily because, you know, what you, what you hear about dentistry and dental school is a, is a little bit different than what you experience in private practice. Now, keep in mind, though, I, I have always have had and always, I, I mean, I remember visiting my, my uncle, he was my dentist for years. So I, I've had some of those memories and some of those thoughts as a kid growing up, going to the dentist, going to my uncle as a dentist. Uh, and then even pretty much during dental school, I would hear more about the practice of dentistry, the business of dentistry. Um, in addition to, of course, the clinical side and things that we're doing and learning as, as dental students. But it really wasn't until after dental school, after practicing four years in, in the military, in the Air Force, um, and actually working in private practice that you got a chance to really absorb and, and really comprehend the different dynamics within the business and the practice of, of dentistry. Um, I, I would say my my best experience transitioning from the military practice of dentistry into 
uh, private ownership or, you know, being a, an owner or a partner in a business was um, actually working in Houston for a big cosmetic practice uh, in Houston, uh, of which or by which my uncle actually made the introduction. Uh, one of the things I always remember him saying was, uh, if, if you're thinking about practicing in general dentistry and understanding the dynamics of what it really takes to not only open an office, but to run the office uh, on a day-to-day -day ba basis, he said, you've got to go to Houston, Texas and meet up with my, my buddy, Dr. Pumphrey. You got, you got to go to see Dr. Pumphrey's office. You got to, I mean, he said, just, just go down there meet him uh absorb as much as you can and if for some reason if you if you guys if your paths that cross are, are good and it's a win-win for both of you i would suggest you work with him for a couple of years just so you have that exposure so you can really see what it takes to uh to practice dentistry good so you, you mentioned quite a few things there in terms that were pretty paramount like you said um the business of dentistry uh, and you were obviously able to observe these things at, at that practice. So you work with uh, residents, and you, you're also working a lot with new dentists. Right. What are the, some of the things that you uh, find that they're concerned with? And some of the things that you, a few things that you advise them on as well. <coughs> well, one of the first things that we advise them and uh, find out, well, let me, let me back up. First, it's, it's very important, I, I think, not only as a mentor, but not only as the new dentist coach, but just as a, as a practicing dentist that's been doing it for 20 years now, over 20 years now. Um, one of the biggest challenges coming out of, out of dental school as a new dentist is not knowing what you don't really know to the point where um, you, you, you're able to seek out help. So I, I, I tell the new dentist, you don't know what you don't know until you run into a situation where you're like, Oh man, I don't, I don't know this. <laughs> so, I use that all the time, by the way, you don't know what you don't know. You oh just, no, you have no idea. Right. You know? And, and, and granted, you know, most of the schools will, pre will prepare you, right? They prepare you. Clinically. Right. But they don't prepare, but even then some of the things they don't, they just don't have enough time to prepare you for a lot of things clinically. They give you a, someone of a good foundation, and that's it, you're done, all right? Which can be a detriment to us. So that is why one of the things that I always recommend to all new dentists, and when I say new dentists, I mean pre-dentals, current dental students, residents, and those that are practicing in anywhere from five to eight years um, after graduating dental school. I kind of lump all of them in together because that's just kind of like how I, I see them. But one of the things that I, I, I recommend and suggest, strongly suggest, is that everyone do a residency. Everyone needs to do a residency. Now, I've heard you say that quite a bit. I've heard you say that, and I too did a residency. So, but how do you handle the person that says, well, you know, I know dentists that come out and they went straight into private practice and they started a practice and, you know, why should I, why should I have to do a residency? Right, well, because you don't know what you don't know until you run into a situation where you're like, oh, I don't know that, right? Right. Not only that, but most offices now, 
prefer to have an associate, even if they're a new associate, new graduate, that has some more clinical experience, all right? Lots of times, well, getting back to my notion about the residency and everyone doing one, it's, it's not optional. I, I don't feel like it's, it's optional. It's not an option. You, you must do a residency. If you look at our, our medicine counterparts, their training goes on after graduation from medical school for years and years and years with residencies that are two or three or four years long. And then they do fellowships and then do, they do a, maybe some additional fellowships. Then they'll do some other residencies in addition to that. So their training, their practicing of medicine is also learning. They have a, they have a much longer uh, educational span as far as learning and training than, than we do. So that one year that we have in comparison to the five or six of years that our medicine component uh, um, colleagues have, it's much different. Now, I, I always say that the clinical training that you'll get out of an AEGD program or, or a hospital-based training program, uh, it's going to be more than what you have in dental school. And one of the main things that, one of the main things and reason why I say that is because in dental school, we've had appointments that are what, two and a half, three hours long? Yes, that's true. And you'll find that in private practice, it, that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know many patients that I want to come and sit three hours for one surface filling. Yeah, that does not work for the patient, doesn't work for the provider, and it doesn't work for the office business-wise, right? So one of the things that you're going to get by doing your residency, you're going to increase your speed and your confidence in getting procedures done. But that comes after repetition. That comes from seeing more than two patients a day. All right. So those are some of the benefits of doing a residency just off the off the back. In addition to what I've mentioned, that uh, most offices, they want somebody with a little bit more experience. All right. And it, and it gives you a new perspective. You know, we, we all go to our different schools and we have our different programs and our programs may be stronger in certain areas, but it oh, exposes yeah. you, you know, to, to something different. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, we, every year we have at least a handful of the 32 or 33 residents that we have. We have at least less than 10% of them that have not done a molar root canal and have graduated dental school without doing a molar root canal. Well, I, well, I'll tell you that we had uh, indoor residents at, at, at Alabama, and so priority would, of course, go to the residents, the, right. the people who are going through an endo program to do those, the molar root canals. And, and as a result, I refer a lot of those out. I refer all those out. There you go. <laughs> I prefer not to do them, but, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot to be said about that. So you're right, you know, as it relates to we come from different backgrounds, different learning uh, environments, different things as far as how to do different procedures a certain way. There's a University of Alabama way. There's a University of Maryland way. There's a Meharry way. There's a UCLA way. All those things, when you're doing a residency, especially a residency where you've got a diverse population of uh, residents coming from different schools, guess what? Doing a residency will allow you to be exposed to your co-residents and how they've learned in addition to that. So not only are you gonna be learning from your attendings, but you're gonna be learning from 
your co-residents as well, which is a, a plus, which, which will be something that you won't get if you're not necessarily uh, doing a residency. And, and doing that residency year is a great time to, to learn and being, being in an environment where you can actually actively ask questions and get some help, get some mentorship, get some guidance, right? If you're in private practice, the only guidance typically sometimes you'll get from the owner dentist is, uh, Doc, we got, you got to pick it up. We got five more patients to be seen. I need you to do that check, that check, that check. There's no time for maybe interactions and, and conversations and she or he looking over your shoulder to help you. That environment is, is somewhat uh, lost this day, these days. Yes, so. and, and they're going to be looking at the, the, the financial aspect of it as well. You know, you time is money. Do. Money is time. Yes, that's right. Go fast so you don't get behind. <laughs> That is exactly right. That speed is what you're going to gain from doing uh, a, a residency. So that's one of the things that the most residents are, are concerned about. Lack of confidence, uh, wanting to get more exposure, clinical exposure to procedures, and uh, increasing their speed. Those are the things that we always find through in the interviews are some of the reasons why uh, residents or potential residents want to do some additional advanced dental training. Okay. Um, and there was something else you mentioned. Another concern most residents have, every year we, I, I, I do a, a survey, and I do a survey both with our current residents at the end of the year, and then also we do a survey of the, of the actual candidates when they're interviewing. One of the questions that we ask them is the following. Uh, to you, in your own words, um, what do you think is the most, what is the number one dilemma that faces you as a new dentist? And we give them three to five choices. And uh, actually, I just, just did the survey, uh, just did, did the tally of the survey earlier today. And the three things that new dentists say, candidates and then also, uh, you know, recent graduates and then also completers of residency programs are student debt. Right, student debt, um, the level of confidence in doing certain procedures, and the third, and this is not in any particular order, the third one is the business side of dentistry. Those are the three things that people are most concerned about or feel that it's the, is, is a dilemma for them. So doing a residency, whether it's one year or two years, is not going to completely solve all three of them, but it's gonna get you a step closer to understanding, being more comfortable, being, being more confident, uh, being able to interact with more dentists to learn and to be taught and to be coached and get some more exposure to the business of dentistry. So the residency is just another step in, in, in getting uh, and fulfilling your commitment to lifelong learning. And you said that that's amazing. That's true. It's it's a continual learning process, and it starts with the with the residency. That's so, right. Yeah. So so you mentioned that you served in the uh, you're in the Air Force now. Are you still doing any kind of uh, what is it like um, uh, like the the weekends, the drills? Are you still like um, reserves? Right. Right. Are you the reserves so now, at all? 
No, I, I was active duty for four years. I didn't, uh, I was in, I was not in the reserves uh, afterwards. I mean, that is a path that some dentists will take after doing serving active duty where you do the weekend drills. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that I do uh, kind of contribute to that, to that mission as a contractor, there are times where the Air Force, the Army, the Navy may need uh, contracting dentists to do exams for, for active duty members that are getting ready to be deployed overseas or different uh, duty stations throughout the, throughout the world. And I will uh, serve as a contract and we do what we call readiness exams to make sure that the soldiers are ready to be deployed, that there's not any uh, circumstances or health circumstances that may prevent them from being able to be away for six months or, or 12 months or 18 months without possibly without any dental care. So um, that's my only connection that I still maintain. Okay. Well, we thank you for your service. Yes. <laughs> for serving those four years and, and for helping the soldiers get ready to, 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 to ship out. So that's, that's uh, yeah, that's really good as well. So we thank you for that as well. Um, we were talking about how the students are coming out with a lot of debt these days. Uh, and, and, and I will eventually have some people on the show to kind of help talk about ways that they can circumvent or, uh, you know, programs that they can do per se to, to pay back some of those loans. And you said that is one of the concerns that your, your new dentists are, are voicing to you right. in terms of the debt that they're coming out with these days. So that's something we'll definitely try to, to add to the show as well. Um, so you're doing some exciting new things now. You're, you're working with the residents and you, you've been there for, how many years have you been uh, over the residents? seven years mm -hmm. and so you're probably seeing a lot of uh, people come through and they're probably coming back and tell you how the residency program did benefit them now that they're in private practice of course especially the ones that that hated residency that <laughs> didn't want to uh see all the patients that you know when they when they make that transition from two or three patients a day to uh uh 10 to 12 and they're just like sweating bullets trying to figure out how am I going to be able to make the transition. And everybody starts at the same point in July. And, you know, over the course of the year, they make the transition, you know, without any problem. But yeah, uh, we always get the ones a year or two later that say, you know, Dr. Hayes or Dr. So-and-so, thank you so much um, for the residency and the structure of it. You know, I really didn't understand why it was structured that way or why we had to do these things. But now that I'm in private practice, you know, I, um, the owner dentist or the assistant or the, the office manager, they always are asking me, you know, where did I do my training or, you know, where I did my residency? And I say Bronx, Lebanon. And so, you know, it really prepared me for a lot more than I thought it would when I was a resident. And, I, and I'm just nodding my head like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you. I told you. So, um, I mean, again, that's one of the advantages of, of doing a residency. But yes, it's going to prepare you. It's, it's going to give you, again, that next level of uh, training that you're not going to be able to get. It's a different type of training and exposure that you don't, that you don't necessarily always get uh, just coming right out of, out of school. That's right. 
So you're continuing to, to help new dentists. You're, you're helping the residents, but you're also doing some exciting new things. Uh, you're, you're all over social media and you're putting out lots of great content because I follow you on, on all your mediums. Oh, yeah. uh, so can you tell the listeners a little bit about the exciting things that you're doing on, uh, in social media and to help new dentists? Through that? So, so, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, every, every week I have a couple of videos that we post that we record and uh, kind of put out to the, to the internet ether out there, the, uh, the social media ether, I call it. But a lot of it's based off of questions that new dentists have, uh, whether they be pre-dentals that are applying to dental school and they want to get some tips and strategies or they have some questions current dental students about how to approach the upcoming year or how to prepare for boards. Uh, also those that are applying to residencies, some tips and strategies on how to get into residencies, uh, whether they be general dentistry residencies or even specialty residencies. And then new de <coughs> dentists, <coughs> excuse me, current dentists that are going into private practice for the first time, either opening up their practice, maybe going into a partnership or just being an associate and trying to figure out all the ins and outs of, of not only treating patients, but dealing with schedules, dealing with, with uh, patients as far as finances, dealing with people in the office that, that they work with, but they don't pay, but they work with them and they have allegiance to the owner, but not necessarily to them, how to work out those dynamics, how to keep your own personal production records and making sure that your paycheck over here matches up with your production. You know, all those things, those dynamics that you don't have to worry about as a dental student or even as a resident come full face, 360 degrees, boom, right in your face when you're working for the first time. So, um, we have a, a weekly have a weekly show uh, called Ask Dr. Darwin, where we have uh, some of those questions that come in. Actually, lately we've been getting a lot of inquiries from a lot of the international foreign trained dentists that are looking to come to America and become a licensed dentist here. So I've been getting a lot of inquiries from Japan, uh, Russia, um, uh, Brazil um uh over in india uh i mean just people that are looking to come here and to either do special to specialize and or to to practice so we have there's a segment of one of the series that i do is just based on foreign trained dentists and getting that getting them that information uh we have a, a segment that's based on how to get into dental school how to get into residency some tips for some of the specific programs as far as pedo, ortho, or surgery. And again, a lot of the information that I share with a lot of the new dentists is based off of interviews that I actually do, right, of those experts, those specialists throughout the country and feeding back and getting some feedback from them as to their experiences, but also talking to program directors at various uh, residency programs, what, what they look for in candidates and being involved with uh, ADEA, the American Dental Educational Association, allows me to have those connections and those networks and be able to talk to uh, program directors about 
things that are going on in their program, but also things that are happening within um, dental education. So we also have a series that I call This Week in Dentistry, where I find a topic of interest that I think also a new dentist and other dentists will be interested in, and we just showcase it and give reference to where it may be, whether it be in a journal, whether it be on Dr. By, uh, by Cuspid, whether it be in Dental Town, just to kind of keep keep people abreast on things that are happening because there's so much information that comes to us now these days, especially for us as practicing dentists, that between the journals and what's on social media and then what people are producing on LinkedIn, it's, it's just hard to keep up. It's mm -hmm. hard to keep up. So that series this week in dentistry kind of does that. Uh, and then also we do, uh, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether there be pre-dental students, current dental students, or even residents, or even those that are, are practicing now, uh, do some one-on-one -on -one coaching where we come up with um, the actual t a goal and a target, come up with an action plan, and then we just knock it out. Uh, we have weekly or monthly calls, and I, I kind of serve as an uh, accountability partner, but also to kind of help them stay on the right GPS to get them to get them from A to B or from B to C and so on. So we do, we have a, it's called my uh, uh, Smiles to Success coaching program where we work with uh, individuals one-on-one -on -one, uh, as well. In addition to working, doing some new collaborations with people like yourself, um, some other dental influencers that are, that are known throughout social media. And so it's, it's a nonstop, it's a nonstop process, but it's a great process because it's fun. Get a chance to interact with people and find pleasure in actually helping those and extending that help uh, to those that, that are looking for it so, so eagerly. Again, as an extension of what we just don't have enough time to get in dental school, uh, that's why it's, it's so important that there are people like you and myself and others that are out there that have a passion for reaching back as we as we reach go forward and reaching back and helping those people so that's what that's what my mission has been these last uh two or three years to to try to help as many new dentists as possible with personal and professional development and that has many uh different layers it does well that's amazing and and if if someone is listening to this show and i'm sure there are probably going to be international uh new dentist uh, people all over the country all over the world that is they're, they're going to hear what you're saying and something is going to resonate with them how do they get in touch with you if they want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching person right, right right yeah best way to get in contact with me is, is via email new dentist coach at gmail Dot com. I see that over your shoulder right there. There you go. New <laughs> at gmail.com right there. That's the best way to get in contact with me. Uh, actually, I, had, I just spoke to someone from Saudi Arabia uh, yesterday, and we've been trying to set up a time where we can talk through the different time zones. Uh, but he's graduating out of, out of dental school there, and he wants to come to the U.S., do a residency and everything else. So that's the best way to reach me. You can also follow me, uh, my YouTube channel, Dr. Darwin Speaks on, on YouTube. Um, we have close to about 200 videos, and we're, every day we're um, trying to do one or two more new, new videos to add to that. It's different playlists. You can go check it out. You can reach me there. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Social media, uh, other social media sites, um, 
uh, Instagram at the underscore new Dennis underscore coach. That's the Instagram. And, uh, but I think the best way is, to, is the email and also um, Dr. Darwin speaks. All right. Well, that's just amazing. So I would definitely say this, this sounds like it's your why. Like you're, you, you definitely have a purpose and you're helping a lot of people. Right. And, and so that, that's just amazing. And, and where were you when I finished dental school? <laughs> <laughs> you're finishing dental school with me. That's right. That's right. We both so, were looking for some answers. <laughs> so we didn't have people like you back, back when we, when we finished. So this is your world of knowledge. And I just hope that um, there are a lot of people that are listening and they will uh, be smart and contact you and, and, and follow those videos. Cause there's a lot of free information out there that you're giving out. You're giving yeah. out amazing content. And yeah. so they can learn on any of those channels. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that. Cause I, I get some flack from a couple of friends. They're like, why are you giving out all that information? <laughs> why are you giving away free? And I'm like, Someone, so I mean, he, if it's not me, it's going to be somebody else that they're going to get it from. It's out there. It's just a matter of, all right, well, how do I apply it? I mean, look, people, these, I got books behind me, right? I got some books behind me here. Those books mean nothing. These books, these books mean nothing if I just read them. But if I don't apply the information, and don't have somebody to make me accountable to apply and, and implement it, then <laughs> there you go. So one of the things that I, I think that the information does is just gives you the information, but at some point you still have to implement it. You've got to grind it out. You got to come up with an action plan and then you got to do it. So, you know, having a coach or having a mentor that makes you accountable and says, all right, uh, uh, Dr. Evelyn, it's Thursday. You're supposed to have this to me Wednesday. What's up? And what's your plan? And, and what are you doing then? And what are you thinking about that after this? And then what's the next step? Again, the information is great. Yeah, it may be free, but it means nothing if you don't, if you don't apply it. And That's exactly right. Accountability partner holds you accountable. There you go. And they're much so, more successful. Right. So yeah, the information is, is free, at least for right now. But again, if you don't know how to implement it, then the you, you, you might as well not even have the information. Okay. It's going to cost you in the long run not to, uh, to be able to apply and, and to uh, implement it. So. so that's exactly right. So those friends um, that are giving you flat, well said. <laughs> well said, Dr. Darwin. You got accountability along with that. So um, you, you mentioned a lot of things and some of the things that you have upcoming. What do you, what, what's next for Dr. Darwin? <coughs> well, we're in the process. Of, we're expanding uh, with our coaching platform. Um, we're actually doing or getting ready to set up some, uh, a new live online seminar series. Um, you know, there's, there's still a lot of people that go to big conventions, go to big seminars, where they still have to get a hotel room, travel, take time away from the office, and uh, so we're coming up. We come up with a couple of new ways to kind of implement and provide information for new dentists that may not, so that they don't actually necessarily have to spend a lot of money, right? Because they're very conscious about the student loan debt and, and their money that they're generating out of out of working every day. 
Um, so we're making it a little bit more convenient, but also more socially uh, acceptable as to what's going on in the marketplace. So we, we're coming, we're putting together a couple of new seminars, a, a two-day seminar, live seminar with um, a couple of people that you know of and, <laughs> and also influencers and have um, some, some great information that, you know, that, that can be very useful to new dentists. Uh, in addition to that, we are um, in, the, in the process, I'm in the process of writing of this book. It's been, it's been at least three or four years in the making. It's just, it always seems like when you're trying to put something like that together, uh, life always, life and other things always get in the, in the way, but uh, there's a, a new a new dentist playbook, some points of professional success is coming out uh, very, very soon. Well, I'm going to have to be your accountability partner on that. That's right. That's right. I see your <laughs> book up there, so that's right. That's right. Um, and, and we're just going to continue to collaborate. One of the things I've been doing recently is collaborating with uh, a lot of the dental students. There's some amazing, amazing dental students that are doing some great things as far as reaching back. I mean, even students that are first year in dental school, or have a, you know, many of them have platforms on social media where they're giving people the 411 about uh, the D1 year, or the D2 year, and how they got into school and everything, which is great, which is great because I tell um, the residents and also dental students, I said, even as a dental student, you could be making some money right now. I know you're paying out a lot of money to go to school, but you could be making some money right now, whether it be tutoring, mentoring, uh, uh, um, doing other things, assisting in offices, all those different research, all those things where you can potentially um, give back, but also get paid to give back too. So, uh, so again, so just collaborating with a lot of uh, known and unknown influencers, influencers in dentistry, whether they be new dentists, whether they be established dentists. And again, just really, really surveying the area to make sure that what people say they're looking for and they need, we're able to give that to them uh, in, a, in a complete package so that it's, it's easier, but it's also concise, but it's helpful to the point where it, it can make an impact on what they do day to day so that uh, that can also make an impact to them and for their families as well. All right. Well, amazing. That's absolutely wonderful. And I am uh, so excited to have had this time uh, chatting with you. I look forward to this two-day seminar. Can't wait till that comes out. And I'm going to be checking in with you on the book as well. Yes, please. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thank you for coming on the show. You, you've given us so much uh, information today in uh, what we definitely want to do is, is as you're developing these new things and your, your, your new and exciting and upcoming projects, we'll have you back on the show and you can kind of give us an update as those progress. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you like this show, make sure to like us. The show is going to be in two formats. It is a podcast and we also have a YouTube channel. So give us a thumbs up and like us on those uh, different uh, uh, respective uh, YouTube and, and, and so forth. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a rating. 
And also, if you have not joined our free Facebook group, please do so. It's the Efficiency Now Network. Or you can check out my website, which is DrEvelynTeagueSamuel.com. Uh, so this podcast, Efficient, Efficient Practice Podcast, uh, is a podcast that is for you if you have an efficient dental practice or medical practice, or if you are using efficient practices to run your business better, then this show is for you. So stay tuned. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. And until next time, we'll see you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast with Dr. Evelyn Samuel. 